Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate, plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. And we are very excited today because our guest is Eric Brent, who is the founder and director of Happy Cow at happycow.net. Now, when Larissa and I first became vegetarians back in 2013, Happy Cow was one of the first resources that we used to help us on our plant-based journey because we didn't know what the heck we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know what the heck we're doing, but just about other things. That's exactly right. Now, Happy Cow was founded in 1999 as a public service to assist travelers and people everywhere find plant-based and vegan options and healthy food. It's vegan-run from a vegan perspective and staffed by vegans and vegetarians, including the founder, Eric Brent, who we had the honor of speaking with 20 years, can you believe it, of, I didn't even know they internet, interneted back then. Interneted. <laughs> <laughs> it was like um, uh, web crawler and um, the ICQs and yeah, all that stuff. For, yeah, I know. I know we know. did because I was, in, I was going for my grad degree back then. But yeah, it was very early in that. And to be able to to uh, create that and then sustain it mm -hmm. and grow it for over the, the last 20 years is incredible. Yep. So we have the honor of speaking with him today. But before we get into that, we have an awesome, lovely, if I may add, lovely. new rating. Yes, we do. And this is all the way from the UK uh, by Jen Ren Red, who says, lovely, inclusive, and informative. Uh, Jen says, I try to research vegetarian ethics and nutrition as much as I can, but Vicki and Larissa always have something new to offer. I discovered this podcast two years ago when I was going through a really difficult time and couldn't sleep. It was like having lovely, warm friends I could hang out with any time, even in the darkest hours. I am so grateful to have found this. Now my six-year-old son loves to snuggle up and listen to. He says, can we listen to the vegetarian ladies? <laughs> I finally got around to buying them a juice too. And thank you. Thank you, Jen, for that. And thank you so much for being such an amazing listener and your son. Yes. Too. And we gave him a shout out too. We did. Uh, I think it was last episode that mm -hmm. we gave him a shout out. But the uh, review just came up on our, on our uh, rotation here. That's right. And by the way, thank you so much for everyone who has gone out and left us a review on iTunes. These mean a ton to us because this helps new people find our community. Well, they're not new people. They're new people to our community. <laughs> babies. It helps babies find us. So thank you so much for everyone who goes out there. And if you haven't done so, uh, we do have a link within, I think it's on our on our podcast page mm -hmm. where it will take you, yeah, where you can subscribe right. and it just Every takes show you notes right has, to, right. It takes you right to the podcast. Well, you know, and I will add one more thing. It It's not only, we don't love these only because they make us easier to find in iTunes. We love them because they make us smile and they make us happy. And, you know, sometimes we'll just be having a bad day. And then Vicky will, will call me in and say, here, here's something that'll make us feel better. And she'll read me a couple of reviews. 
and it's it, it's instant mood lifter. I mean, you're you're you. We just smile and get happy. So you know that is an absolutely great point. It reminds us of our why, why mm-hmm. we do this, and we've been doing this for the last six and a half years now. Six, maybe six and a half years, a little six over six years, half, maybe. Yeah. Whatever. Getting close to. <laughs> we've seven. been doing it for a very, very long time, and you know it's really great to be reminded of the why we do this, and that's for you guys out there mm-hmm. to to help you live, and for the animals out there in Radio Land, right? right. How dated is that? <laughs> That's older than the internet. Remember when we used to call into it to yes. the radio shows and make dedications? Dedications, and then every night there'd be like a top ten at ten, and then yeah. you call and vote. And Do they still even have that? I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I liked those days. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into our interview, we our today's sponsor is Buddha Bowls, the vegetarian Zen way. You may recall this was our very first ebook that just came out over the summer. And we fell in love with Buddha Bowls earlier this year because, wow, if you're not familiar with what Buddha Bowls are, they are little bowls of magic (laughs) (laughs) because they make it really easy to, and I'm sure you've seen these on the internet. You've probably seen them on Instagram, pictures of, they're essentially bowls of food, but they're beyond that because they're well-balanced meals that are quick, easy, and can be adapted to satisfy various nutritional needs. So this we're talking about gluten-free. If you still have some folks in your family who eat meat, you can easily customize Buddha bowls to fit pretty much any any diet. It's even more frustrating when you're throwing away, away spoiled produce that you had every good intention of using, but you just mm-hmm. didn't find the right recipe. Pretty much Buddha bowls can help you figure that out too. That's right. <laughs> so uh, despite producing our own vegetarian Zen podcast or vegetarian podcast for the last six years, Larissa and I often found ourselves in that same boat. I mean, and it was very frustrating, especially for us, because we're like, this is what we do. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it was very... We felt like we should be like, have all the answers and be perfect at it. And we're not, but, you know, Buddha bowls make it a lot easier. They do. They're quick to make. They make meal planning and meal prep easy and fun. And like we said, they're great for households with multiple food st- food lifestyles such as vegetarian, vegan, and omnivores alike. If you head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash bootable book, you will find our very affordable $4.99 uh, ebook out there. And again, this does help to support the show. And to everyone who has already purchased a copy, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Many thanks. All right, are we ready to get into our interview with Eric? I am. All right, before we get into our interview, let's learn a little bit about Eric Brent. Uh, He's the founder and director, as we mentioned, of Happy Cow. Uh, The idea of Happy Cow came to him in 1997 when he first learned that the only world guide to vegetarian restaurants and vegan restaurants on the internet at that time, uh, which is now defunct, not not the internet, but the website, uh, was no longer being updated. So he had to put his idea on hold for a couple years until November of 1999. He was living uh, at the time in India. And although he wasn't sure exactly how this project could be managed, he felt compelled to take it on. So as a world traveler who's lived, worked and visited more than 50 countries, he had encountered a lot of difficulty looking for quote, safe food each time he arrived in a new town or city. So foods that were, you know, no animal products, um, good for okay for him to eat. So to get this project started, he taught himself HTML, 
which is a big deal, uh, paid for web hosting, and Happy Cow was born. As Happy Calf. <laughs> no, <laughs> Just kidding. Not really, but, but that would be cute. And he's a 25-plus year vegan, and so for him and for millions of other uh, plant-based eaters now around the world, having this resource has uh, made eating vegan simple. Now, Happy Cow has been the winner of 11 consecutive Veg News Veggie Awards as favorite website, most recently in 2017. It's also been named in the top 50 vegetarian blogs in 2012, awarded by the Institute for the Psychology of Eating, and also named in the top 100 vegetarian food websites awarded by web100.com. Very, very impressive. Very. Okay, without further ado, let's bring on Eric. Welcome to the show, Eric. Welcome. Hey, nice meeting you, Vicki and Larissa. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being here. We're so, so excited that you're here. We are. And I, I mentioned to you that we're super excited to have you here because Happy Cow was one of the very first resources when we just started looking for vegetarian resources online that came up for us. And it's such a great, it's been such a great resource to us throughout these years. So we're definitely excited to talk about that. But we do want to also talk about you. So can you give us a little bit of, of your background? Yeah, great to, great to hear you. You've been using the site for a while. I've been running Happy Cow already 20 years this year. Wow. That's crazy. So it's definitely a labor of love. I started it uh, because I was uh, vegan myself. I've been eating this way almost 30 years. And I went to college in Santa Cruz and some friends took me to a vegan place and had a fir first time ever like a vegetarian burger and had no idea, like had never made a connection between meat and burgers. And for the first time, like I bit into this vegan burger and made a connection and couldn't eat meat after that. So that was about 30 years ago. After college, I traveled 15 years nonstop and was always having trouble finding food along the way. And this was prior to the internet. And so things were a little different back then. I had to find people and ask them, you know, where I might find something. And it was, it was really difficult. Eventually internet started and I was traveling in Thailand and met uh, a lady who was pushing a food cart down an alley in Bangkok and she uh, was doing vegan food. And so I wanted to help her promote. And so I looked online to see if there was anywhere I could list her and couldn't find any resources. And now probably about a year later after contemplating, you know, how I could help her, I decided to start the site myself because nobody had been doing anything like this. And I tried to uh, teach myself how to, program HTML and didn't really have a background in, in that so much. So it didn't turn out that great. The first year was kind of a struggle, but then after that I got some help. And over the years, a lot of different people have contributed and Happy House developed into a very robust site. It covers 180 countries and we have over 100,000 listings worldwide right now. Wow, that is incredible. And I love how it came out of a labor of love because very similar to us, as we mentioned, when we became vegetarians in 2013, we had a really hard time adjusting. We just thought, well, we're just not going to eat anything with meat. So we will 
start eating Fritos and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And so, right. you know, we did not do a good job of that. So it was great to have resources such as Happy Cow for us to be able to turn to, to understand a little bit better uh, about how to eat in a way that wouldn't, wasn't going to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people evolve that way. So I also was a junk food vegan for many years. And it over over time, uh, because of also getting sick while traveling in India and other places, I've learned to take better care. And I'll, I'll have junk food still, but it's not my primary, uh, my primary diet. I'm pretty much eating a lot cleaner these days. Yeah, well, we've done a better job. But same here. We're not we're definitely not the uh we're not, not perfect, perfect. <laughs> no not at all yeah well, it's, a, it's an evolution for sure for sure right. Right. so um you started uh so this was back in the late 90s correct 1999 when you finally correct launched yeah. it and so it's grown so it started out with you just had a few restaurants is, is that what it well, was? I mean, like, think about it. Like, that's the really important part of Happy Cow. Like, what sets it apart from everybody else mm -hmm. um, is, the, is the data. So it is difficult to figure out, like, what's a vegetarian, what's a vegan place without, you know, actually going, checking out a menu. Uh, the original information was sourced via different things like telephone books and, oh. um, and then word of mouth and things like that. There wasn't an internet. Uh, Google had just started. They didn't have that information. Um, you wouldn't be able to go somewhere online to find it. So it was really, um, it, it took time. So it took, you know, at least maybe the first 10 years where it's like got built up to have a worldwide coverage. And, and then since then, obviously, it's a, it's a community effort. So it's people from all over the world, everybody can contribute to this resource. And so you have people working locally. I have about 500 volunteer ambassadors who actually do a lot more than the regular users in trying to keep their cities updated. But the information is sourced from everybody. Anybody can, can, can contribute. And for that reason, we have um, moderation. So once you send in an update or add a listing, it goes through a team of people who will look at menus and, and look at the information and, and make sure that it's accurate, which is really unlike any other service out there. So even, you know, Yelp and TripAdvisor and, and Google, they don't have that kind of human moderation and they're not looking at it from a, a vegan perspective. So I should state that like Happy Cow is from a vegan perspective, not uh, just vegetarian so we want all of our listings to have vegan options and uh, there's all different levels of how vegan they are so some places are fully vegan and we'll list it that way or some places are vegetarian we'll list it that way and other places are meat restaurants that have vegan options and but all of that information will be moderated by a person as it comes in and for that reason uh, when you see maybe another source of information it would be good to question, like, where did they get their information? It really took a tremendous effort to get this information without just calling individual restaurants and finding menus. Uh, it's, it's hard for somebody else to have that kind of granular information. 
Right. No, that is that is a huge, huge effort. And I, I, I can just imagine, you know, the the intensity and the time that it took to do that. So I mean, kudos to you for that, because that's just incredible. And it's such a service um, to people, you know, the the whole vegan, vegetarian, plant-based uh, world is changing so much now. But uh, over the last 20 years that you've had um, Happy Cow, I mean, it it hasn't been that way for a long time. So stuff mm-hmm. is, is so much more widely available now than it was oh, yeah. back then. So you did you did that. I mean, you put that out there well, for everybody. It's been great to be part of that. Definitely, there's a lot of new things out in the last five years that have totally changed the landscape and made it move so much faster. Like I'm amazed and like every, every day, like there's something in the news that strikes me as, as just, you know, something I can't even believe. I was in a vegan festival in New York last weekend and the diversity of the people, like seeing who showed up, there were over 10,000 people. There was probably only 30% uh, Caucasian. And it was great to see like such a mix of people, a lot, maybe 70% who probably aren't, you know, vegan or vegetarian yet, and, uh, and enjoying themselves and having a great time. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's been a, a huge change. So the festivals, uh, people doing podcasts and YouTube, that's been amazing because it reaches so many people and obviously documentaries, but also like the products that are out there in terms of uh, amalgams to get people to, uh, is that the word amalgams? Yeah, like the copy, uh, fake meats, like Beyond Meat and Impossible for sure and Daya Cheese and Miyoko. Those brands have, have totally changed the landscape too. So just what's, what everybody's probably seen happening with fast food chains offering options. I could have never imagined, you know, like when I was... 20, 20 years ago, there was nowhere. How would you even meet somebody to, if you wanted to meet another vegetarian or vegan, like how would you even go about finding them be, like in the early days? So right. it's so different. The internet and Facebook groups and everything is just uh, just making it right. happen exponentially fast. And and for me, running Happy Cow, that's that's been a blessing totally to be in the middle of it and, and hear information from all over the world. Every day I'm getting uh, different events and organizations and businesses. I'm hearing that uh, all these things happen and it's, yeah, it's definitely still a minority. We're still in a bubble if we feel like the world is turning vegan because there's still a long ways to go, but but things, especially in big cities, have changed so much in the last few years. And and I'm definitely seeing it in terms of the numbers of submissions on Happy Cow, new restaurants opening, the total the total amount of uh, interest in veganism and traffic and everything like that has just been amazing. Yeah, well, you know, we see it with our listeners as well in our community. Um, we've got an online, we have a Facebook community, um, a closed group that's what, uh, Vicki, almost 3,000 people now. And, right. and so many are, you know, many vegans, many vegetarians, but so many are, are what we call uh, veg curious. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just want to learn more. They want to eat healthier. They want to be kinder. And so, yeah, I think it's a it's an incredible movement. Yeah, and speaking of yeah. them, so we call them the Peas and Carrot Society. They We mentioned mm-hmm. that we would be talking to you today, and you've already hit on a couple of questions they had because we asked them if 
they had any questions. So you talked a little bit about the 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 team that you have that kind of vets through the restaurants and and you know looks at um, the restaurants that are being submitted to Happy Cow, and then mm-hmm. also um, the trend in these fast food restaurants that are offering more op- uh, plant based options and it sounds like you see that as a very positive thing as we as we do as well we think that if we can show people that vegan or vegetarian is not just all plain bland salads that there's other ways to to eat without um eating meat uh, we see that as a positive thing but i don't want to put words in your mouth is that is that how you see that as well so there are two sides to it actually from what i'm seeing that i don't think most people are aware of the other side it's definitely positive from from my perspective which i feel i i feel that i'm vegan for every reason not just uh not just health not just the animals not just planets like there's every reason so from an animal rights perspective or like the environmental issue Definitely every burger that Burger King serves is helping to, you know, reduce the number of animals that are being killed for food and the amount of pollution that's created by animal agriculture. But the other side to it, which most people don't see, is that there are restaurants that are that are struggling. And I think that having so many options in a city actually makes it harder for them. So for many years, vegan and vegetarian restaurants didn't have much competition. You go there because you're a vegan or vegetarian, and most mainstream restaurants in most cities didn't really cater to vegan and vegetarians. You could probably go and hack a menu. But what's happened in the last few years is that all these restaurants are trying to get those customers. They don't care about the compassion or the animal rights Mm -hmm. or anything else. They're trying to get more money and they want to be be able to serve vegans and vegetarians. So by introducing the options, every vegan and vegetarian restaurant is kind of losing a customer here, a customer there. And the net result is that they're losing probably, you know, an average restaurant probably loses at least a few customers a day to Del Taco or one of these fast food chains. And they don't have big margins. Most of the vegan vegetarian restaurants don't have alcohol. They don't have a, a lot of profit and they, they do get by. Some of them do really well. I shouldn't say all of them, but some, some, a lot of them have been struggling and we've, I've seen a lot of closures in cities that are very veg friendly. Mm-hmm. So in cities where there are not a lot of veg friendly restaurants, the vegan vegetarian restaurants are still thriving. But once those options start happening, it does make it harder for them, which is a sign for them to improve. Obviously, one of the reasons is that they need to step up their game and keep evolving, which a lot of vegetarian restaurants haven't done in many, many years. But the, so there is that thing to consider. And I definitely say as a, as a vegan or a vegetarian, support the vegan vegetarian restaurants first if you can, and then let the other people who are the, the newbies you know, let just those people who want to be introduced to options, let them try the options at, you know, Burger King, McDonald's or wherever and support the growth of that uh, that way. That's a good point. I hadn't really heard from that perspective before, but that is a really good point. I was going to mention, like, for example, at our Alamo Draft House, it's our, it's our local theater that we love to go to. They just introduced a vegan menu 
uh, within the bigger menu that they have. And, you know, I thought that was a really good thing that they did that only yeah. because I just don't think, I, I think, again, that's probably, well, first of all, it's not eating meat. I appreciate having that myself, but that, that being right in the middle of their menu kind of helps other people see, hey, there's other options that don't have meat. Yeah, for sure. It definitely makes it more mainstream and that's a good thing. So having the options everywhere, is, it just makes it more normal. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully people will choose it who are just wanting to eat healthier a couple times a week or whatever. It doesn't matter the reason as long as it's there. So it's all good. Right. But I'm, I'm just making the point that I, I do feel that those restaurants are, a lot of restaurants are having a hard time. And it's great to support them if, if that's where your intention is in terms very, of very good point. being more compassionate, more towards right. that option. Yeah. Okay. So... In looking at your site again, I had seen a really big expansion into other areas now, like travel, famous vegetarians. I mean, I know you had some of this maybe there for a while, but this has really evolved. And I think that just shows the times we're living in where this trend toward plant-based and vegetarian and vegan has increased. So um, talk to us a little bit about how that has expanded. I've seen like environment and things outside of restaurants. We keep doing new iterations of the website, trying to improve. But definitely I found in running Happy Cow 20 years, it's been useful to just have a very specific focus. So making the restaurant guide, that section of the site, the best it can be, has always been a primary focus. There there are all kinds of topics, you know, airplane food to recipes to, we have a blog and we have, uh, we do spend also time on social media too, making a nice Instagram page and posting interesting stuff on Facebook. But yeah, definitely on the website, you can find things like famous celebrities who are vegan and vegetarian and uh, other health topics, but it's kind of just a supplement. It's not a main focus. Definitely our focus has been more on creating the technology. So the iPhone and Android app have been a huge focus. It's uh, something that I'll tell you about the, the iPhone app and the Android app have a full version. They cost a nominal fee. It's a one-time fee that helps go to support this project. And Android, we have a free version, which has an in-app upgrade. So if you use it, you can use Android for free and then decide if you want to upgrade. It gives you additional functionality, like being able to search by open now or open at a specific time and searching by categories and keywords and a few other features like that. You can also use it without internet if you travel abroad and don't have Wi-Fi or an internet connection, you can pull up the places you wanna go without that. But I've tried to get that to work for iOS. Uh, Right now I'm still in the part of figuring out the monetization model for that. So. We're still charging for iOS. I'd love for everything to be free. The website's absolutely free. And you can use it on your phone easily uh, with like the mobile version of the site works quite well. So that's really been the most, the most focus has been on, on this, the vegetarian vegan restaurants. And we list a bunch of different categories. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at those, but we list a bunch of categories like health food stores and vegan shops. And we have a section on B&Bs and hotels yeah. and retreat centers. And there's a section for vegan caterers if you want to bring some vegan food to a party. We list bakeries, farmers markets uh, all over the world, and also vegan organizations and 
food trucks, market vendors, ice cream parlors, juice bars, and we even started listing medical professionals recently. So we did branch out a little bit. So you can see, uh, I think there are about four or 500 vegan MDs around the world who we can guide you to. Yeah, I did so not realize you expanded there. That's that's awesome. That's yeah, amazing. I'm I'm just looking ahead. at all the the B and B uh, the B and Bs here, and I think we're going to have to take a lot of vacations because <laughs> these all look You're amazing. Nice. Yeah, we actually had our wedding four years ago catered by a vegan, a local vegan restaurant, and that was really really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So you can find all of that here and. And that's, that's really where I'm focusing the most energy. I am doing something else recently is, is just making it more social. You can already use the site to find people that you might want to be friends with or go have a meal with. So if you log in as a member, you can search for other members and you can search by uh, different things. So you can look and see their veg status and you can see if they're, their marital status, if you're looking for a partner and you can look for different other factors that might help you find people that you want to meet, especially if you're traveling to a new city or going to be living somewhere new and want to make some friends ahead of time. So I'm building out that part of the site. A lot of people don't know it's, it's existed already for quite a while, but we're just improving on it and we'll be adding it into the apps. It's not in the apps yet, but it'll be coming up pretty soon. That's, Where is that awesome. on the website? So you have to create a member account. And once you yeah. do, you'll see there's a search button to search for, it says find members. Oh, and then, how cool. So you can search by distance, you can uh-huh. search by, so for location, and then you can choose, you know, what's veg status, like vegetarian, oh, vegan, raw, herbivore, fruitarian, or what, mostly veg, whatever you want. That's and, so cool. Uh, yeah, so definitely I, there's some more stuff coming. And your, um, I was. We had another question about this. You, you are free, right? You, you do have, you have uh, right. feed the cow. I know, which is donations, but to become a member, it's free, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, like I mentioned, the website's completely free, and doing all these kind of things like member searching and finding other people. That's there's no cost involved. Awesome. Uh, and I've noticed that um, you, uh, you have a newsletter also which I, I do ha- subscribe to, and that's the right. Muzine. <laughs> uh-huh. So tell yeah. us a little bit about what folks can get in that uh, newsletter. So each month we have different focus. Usually it's somewhat around travel. I mean, that's the main heart of Happy Cow is different locations. We'll highlight festivals and we'll highlight different events that uh, may be of interest. I'm going to pull it up real quick to see what the last one was. And... Yeah, for instance, we highlighted a, there was an ABC TV show that did a little feature on Happy Cow. So we shared that with our users. But every every issue, you can see a bunch of restaurants that have been highlighted. These are our priority friends. So one of the ways that we do monetize Happy Cow is by inviting restaurants to get more attention. And so part of it's helping those restaurants, which, you know, we love everybody to support them. It shows that they care about what they're doing. And they're some more, they're supporting our community. And yeah, so that goes out once a month and we don't use your email for anything else. It's not sold or anything like that. So you can't expect more than an email per month. And yeah, that, you can just go to the website and sign up for it. Or, or if you create a member account, you can do that while you're 
creating your account. Okay, we had one more question from our folks in the Peas and Carrots Society, and that is, and this is going to be really hard to answer, but where is your, and I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down at least to local. What is your favorite local place to eat? So local to me or like worldwide local? Oh, what, uh, whichever, <laughs> however way you, you choose to frame. I was going to so, say worldwide. I know you travel a lot, so yeah. that might be hard. But so I think this way. might be, I do travel a lot. Like so I, I mentioned that I traveled 15 years nonstop after college. Mm-hmm. I still keep traveling. I've been traveling way too much this year. I've been three times to Europe and three times to Asia already and South America, Central America this year alone. Um, so I do travel a lot and I can tell you my favorite all time, two favorite places. I'm not afraid of them getting too many people. Actually, the more people that go, the better it gets. So the first one is my utmost favorite. So almost all the traveling I've done, which is over 60 countries looking for the most beautiful, pristine beaches in a tropical environment where you can eat well and have a community. And there's finally a place like that. And it's in Thailand. And it's an island called Copenhagen that people probably heard about because they have full moon parties on one end of the island, which um, are known for like a lot of drugs and everything. But the other end of the island is a place called Sri Tanu. And they have parties too. They have full moon parties, but they're, they're conscious moon parties. And there are many vegan restaurants, some of the best I've ever had in the world, and beautiful beaches, wonderful community. And there's a couple of different restaurants, Eat.co and Green Gallery, that every time I feel it's the best meal that I've had. And it's, and it's affordable. And it's, yeah, it's like the, it's a dream come true for me. Nice. And the second other place is another one that you would not normally think of. This is more for the city than the actual specific restaurants, but some of the best restaurants are definitely there. That's Warsaw, Poland. <laughs> and yeah, Warsaw has only started to pick up about three, four years ago. I think four or five years ago, there were probably just one or two vegan restaurants in Warsaw. But right now there's 60 vegan restaurants within a 15 minute walk. Holy so you can cow. literally go to 60 different restaurants within 15 minutes. And there's amazing, there's three all vegan sushi restaurants, three all vegan uh, ramen restaurants, there's organic macrobiotic, macrobiotic plenty, plenty of vegan junk food, like their burgers are the best in the world for sure. And yeah, it's an amazing scene right there. So Warsaw is, is definitely up there on my list. In terms of just locally here, it depends on my mood and if I'm going to eat healthy. I love Veggie Grill because it's very consistent and there's something I can order there that I'm usually happy with. And you can go to any location, you know, they're all over the U.S. right now um, and, and pretty much get the same thing that you like, which is great to have that consistency. Uh, if I want to eat maybe healthier, I'd probably go for one of the Thai restaurants. I kind of, I like Thai food a lot um, or uh, let's see. Yeah, I, it's, there's, there are plenty of good restaurants. It's hard to like narrow down and focus on, on just one. I hate doing that because it, it really depends on my mood, but for sure. Uh, veggie Grill, I think I had when I was in California. I used to travel there for business quite a bit. And I think it was in Orange County that I had Veggie Grill for the first. So it's like a chain, right? There's, there's, exactly. Like said, okay, I yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised to find it in the mall. It was in the 
right. Rayama or something that I there, I, there uh, were 30 locations and then they know they've been expanding. So they probably they may have like 35, 40 locations now. Very cool. Well, Eric, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Can you let people know where are the best places to to hook up with Happy Cow? So definitely our website, you can find everything there. It's happycow.com or happycow.net. And we have, as I mentioned, a free app on Android. You can just put in Happy Cow in the Android market and and the Google Play Store and find that. And same for iOS, you can find our iOS app just by typing in Happy Cow. So, and definitely check out our Instagram and Facebook as well. And we have a YouTube channel, which I didn't mention, which we do feature some of the destinations I was talking about and festivals and things like that. So please check us out. Awesome. And we will have links to all of that in our show notes. Thanks again. Absolutely, Eric. It was so nice to talk to you. Thank you again. And thank you again for such a great resource. It has been, like I said, a really awesome resource for us to use. And we know a lot of our community members use it as well. So thank you so much for for Happy Cow. Yes, thank you. Great. Great. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode with Eric Brent of Happy Cow. Again, we are so grateful that this resource was created and he had the... uh, foresight to create it back in in 1999 and to keep it going and to keep it growing. I mean, that's just incredible from where it came and to where it is now and and the direction, as he mentioned, that they are planning to go. So thank you so much, Eric, for being on the show. And thank you guys for listening. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 